0: The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Colin Cowherd Podcast. That would be me. Um, you know, through the years of covering athletics, I've been really lucky. Uh, first of all, uh, I've, I've had the good fortune to cover crazy stories, Mike Tyson in his early 20s. Um, I've had the good fortune to live in the New England region during the Patriots dynasty um I you know had the good fortune to be at the blazers, Shaq and Kobe against the Lakers, Game seven western conference finals i've been to great final fours um i've been almost to everything in sports, but it 's always been about the people like you just meet really cool people and um Mark Few at Gonzaga is my favorite person in sports, and he's a humble guy, so i 'm going to say this before he comes on, but we spent time together on more than one occasion. And he's really he's really built an amazing program. It's international. It's got NBA players. Um, and it's just it's just so instructional and fundamentally sound, but yet it's got a little flair to it. I think this year in college basketball, that little school in Spokane, Washington is the best offense in America, and I'm not sure it's close. I'm, they do everything well. Um, they go small ball, they move it, they're good in transition. And he's really built a power. This is now a top five program in college basketball. It is. Look it up. And uh, I want to bring on and introduce you to just one of the best people, one of the smartest people I've ever met, my buddy Mark Few. Well, I always root for the same two teams every year in the tournament. I root for Villanova because of Jay Wright, and I root for Mark Few because of Gonzaga. And the other night, I'm in L.A. having dinner with a bunch of people from Spokane, and I said, the hell Gonzaga's playing 15 minutes away at Marymount. We got stuck in this big corporate mucky muck dinner and we didn't get to watch the Zags. And, uh, I just think Mark does an amazing job and he's such a good guy beyond that. If my kids had any athletic ability, I'd send them to Mark few, but of course they're like, dad, they don't. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So first of all, how are you?
1: I'm great. Uh, it's, I've been a part of a fun year and a fun team and, uh, the- Man, for a group, if you're going to pick a group to go through all this COVID uh, crap with, uh, it would be these guys, man. They've they've uh, somehow, some way made it fun and made it entertaining. But much more important than that, Colin, how are you?
0: Isn't it crazy? My wife's a vegan. I work out every day. And I end up in a damn hospital with some blood clot. And I look around the emergency room and I think, wait a minute. What am I doing here? I don't that's even that's what eat.
1: I said. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I know you and we're friends. Like, Colin's in great shape. I mean, you are in good shape. So you what, know what happened?
0: You know, Mark, life is arbitrary. It's one of those things where I had a ski accident a month earlier and I fractured ribs on the left side. And it could have screwed things up on the right side because I had um, little breathing problems. And I had 16 blood labs and they don't know. And the doctors, every time I go to the hospital, once every five or six years for something, our healthcare workers are unbelievable. They're just unbelievable. And uh, I'm on blood thinners for three months. I work out. I went for a jog this morning. So, you know, I will say this. I don't think about my mortality much, but I, I told my wife, and I think you feel this way, too. I'm so grateful for everything, you know, like my parents, my health and and i never even thought about like the end of it and i thought to myself you know what i'm the luckiest guy in the world i have great friends and a great doctor and i'm okay and i'm doing well and you're by the way to the people listening you're very much like that mark you could have you've been offered and i don't even i'm not going to even say these jobs cuz you know we've talked about this you've been offered other jobs you have such an appreciation for gonzaga and I got to tell you, was there ever a moment, just a moment, an hour after a bad loss <laughs> that you thought, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go to a play. I can get five star guys over at blank. Has there ever been a moment in the last 10 years you thought about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's always after a bad loss you know, or <laughs> a tough loss or a disappointing, maybe it was something in recruiting, uh, and that's human nature. Right. You know, and, and you kind of have a pity party or you dwell on it. But then you, you get back to that point that you just were at where you kind of slap yourself across the face, and say, now, wait a sec." You know, you get back home after the trip and, you know, there's Marcy and the four kids and the two dogs and the and you're like, you know what? I'm good. Life is good and we'll be fine. And and to come to work at Gonzaga is a, uh, still a uh, treat for me. And I still feel, uh, so blessed, uh, just to be able to, to do this. I mean, and that's not being corny or anything. That's just like being straight up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you have those feelings all the time. I mean, I remember when we were younger, Dan Munson and I were assistance and it's just brutal some of the losses we had and we'd be let's just go sell insurance you know what do we <laughs> do <doing? laughs> we're not making any money we're just getting our feet kicked in that was always our minds so we always say let's just go sell insurance or something so uh you still have those feelings
0: how do you uh you you you, you can put down 27 wins a year for gonzaga how do you keep it fresh uh
1: great question you know we change every year you know we we uh you know we play much differently you watch us a lot we're we're way yeah. different this year than we were last year i mean our ball movement and our cutting and we're almost exclusively going small ball you know which forever we've always you know we gosh we've just been blessed with such great bigs you know Karnowski and collins and and domus sabonis like how good is he playing right now uh uh, Hachimura, Clark, all those guys. But, you know, this year we really have a group that's really, uh, been thriving in more of like a small ball attack, you know, and we're moving the ball and cutting and playing off different actions. And, and, uh, that's been fun. You know, it's been totally different and totally different sets, totally different actions, totally different kind of way of coaching things. And, uh, um, so I, I just think that every team's different and they, you know, every season takes on a life of its own. And, uh, Uh, Obviously, this one's so far out in left field and then Mars, like it's like nothing (laughs) you've ever dreamed of going through. I mean, I can't tell you how proud I am of this group to make it all the way to March unscathed. Uh, And literally, these environments are like, and I've been over at your house when the wife and kids and everybody's gone. It's just you and the dog. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's like walking into that beautiful house of yours and playing a basketball game when nobody's there They're, it's the most sterile uh just boring unmotivating environments with no fans you know no fans anywhere I mean and so for our guys to get up and to not have letdowns and to be able to create their own energy and to create their own enthusiasm to create you know their own competitive spirit And get it done, you know, quite frankly, when you're carrying the number one ranking from the jump. I mean, we've been carrying this thing since October. Uh, Man, I give this group of dudes a lot of credit uh, for that because, you know, outside of Florida, we played early. and Texas, we played around Christmas. Uh, Those are the only places we've had fans.
0: You know, it's interesting. I covered TARC for years and years, and I think I told you this before. One of the things that I thought was underappreciated with TARC was how hard his teams played. And I watched Baylor a little bit this afternoon and boy they play hard. Oh, wow. God, they play Yeah. Yeah, they they play really hard. You know, yep. Mark, yep. It, it, it's it's interesting because people often talk about, you know, the the AAU culture and it, you know, it coddles kids. You know, the Jalen Johnson story at Duke and you know, he's listen, he's gonna be a star player and he opts out and Duke's actually better when he leaves. It's not a knock on him. But you do hear a lot of this stuff where, you know, you get kids from the AU and they already feel like stars. You have somehow avoided that and you still recruit very good players. Do you put more time into the kid and the personality, not just the game, to ensure your program remains really hardworking? And that's not a knock on anybody. It's the reality, though. You get handed players who have habits already formed. Do you have to work more on recruiting on the kid, not just the game? I think what we work
1: on, what ends up happening, Colin, is, uh, you know, you end up getting the guys that are meant to come to you by and large. And the process, you're, You know, we don't sell really hard and we don't promise yeah. a ton. Uh what we do promise is listen. I mean, we're going to go crazy on your player development. Our staff is We're going to work like crazy to help you get where you want to go. Uh, but we also want you to know, man, we value our culture and this, it's about this team up here and this culture and it's been going on for years and it, and it is fun as heck uh, playing here and joining this uh, family. But I mean, that, that's the goal. And then, but we can show them the wall in our practice facility of, you know, all the NBA guys we've had and it's worked out really, really well for them. And whether you're here a year or two years or three years, you're going to have a blast and you'll remember this time forever. And then it'll be time to move you on to the next level. And, and, and that's my goal for you. And then I think that kind of just, you know, we, we matriculate to the guys that, but we won. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Jalen Suggs. I mean, he he could have went anywhere in the country. I mean, he's he's as good a player as you could ever get out of high school. But he just he just longs to be part of a team, and he longs to be yeah. coaches. I mean, I can't tell you how coachable he is. And and uh, I mean, I, I he, he's had a blast this year, and I just enjoyed the heck out of watching him get better. And I've enjoyed the heck out of watching him with his teammates, you know, stepping in with a Corey Kispert. who has been here four years. Yep. And, and wa- and watching Jalen, let Corey kind of mentor him a- instead of thinking, you know, I, Hey, I'm a, you know, five-star, you know, a U star, I got this. I mean, he, he, he openly, you know, would go to a and Corey and let them mentor him a little bit on a lot of things. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean we get a mix of both. And I think right now in college basketball, you got to do that, man. You got to stay old with the with the kids in your program or transfers and then sprinkle in the the talented young guys that are coming into this.
0: You know, um you don't think of Spokane as an international place, but you've always had an international um element to your program. Uh, right now I looked this morning, Lithuania, Russia, France, Mali, Canada. You got and it's really interesting. I was talking to Mark Cuban the other day about this, and I said, you know, Mark, you had Dirk for 21 years. There's never been an NBA relationship like that, and now you have Luca, who I think is better than Dirk. And and we talked about the international player and the domestic player, and the international player is often very skilled because of the academy. Um, Do international players, what element do they add to your program that you think domestic players sponge it, they see it? Like, is there, beyond their game, do they bring something to Gonzaga basketball?
1: I think when you're around them daily, I think uh, there's a tendency by our other players to uh, uh, to maybe not take things for granted quite as much. There's no entitlement when, you know, you get a young man from overseas. I mean, they don't expect, you know, 50 pairs of shoes. They don't expect it. Right. They're grateful for everything. Um, they also, uh, I think there's also, you know, by our domestic kids and understanding, like, wow, I'm feeling sorry for myself. And this guy's 2,000 miles away trying to speak right. a language he doesn't understand. Watching this crazy sport they call American football that he's trying to figure out the rules for, you know. he's <laughs> right. obsessed with it, with fantasy football and all that. And, and I mean, and just eating different food, I think. So I think it takes away from maybe those times when you, you feel sorry for yourselves, you know, as, as an American with all that they have to go through just to play here. And then you touched on the last thing uh, for the for the most part, by and large. I mean, they can really help others by, uh, you know, their actions like for, for instance, like cutting like Joel Ayayi is a brilliant cutter off the ball. And it's became contagious on our team. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's been doing it for quite a while. And, you know, now you look up and Suggs is cutting all the time, and you know, getting duck, dunks off cuts and Kispert's a great cutter now and, and Andrew Nemhart cuts. And, and uh, so just that kind of feel that they have for playing the game the way they, they, they were raised playing, probably less isolations and more yep. movement yep. and, and uh, reading screens more and things like that. Uh,
0: it, it becomes contagious when you're playing with them, even when you're playing pickup with them. The Colin Coward Podcast, proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required at all. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly, instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? First of all, FanDuel Fantasy, easy-to-use app. Take five seconds. Pick a new team every game. Compete for top cash payouts. For new users, FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. So just go to FanDuel.com slash cowherd. That pays the bill for us. FanDuel.com slash cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash cowherd. They know we sent you FanDuel more ways to win. Mark Few, Gonzaga basketball coach, former coach of the year. This is um the first time. Yeah, I can say officially. I felt it a little bit about three years ago. This is the first time I feel like, like, I always think you're going to go to the tournament and win games. This is the first time I think, boy, Mark's a favorite. like Because you're the best offensive team I've seen. Baylor, I thought they were better. They were better early in the season defensively. It feels like, but I, I, they're still great. Yes, Michigan yes. may. Michigan may. Be, some people think Michigan's the best team, but I, Baylor defensively. You offensively. Do you feel a little bit now? You're no longer a Gonzaga. Now is a top five program. Let's just get over it. It is. Yeah. Do you? How do you? You know, you've been in this tournament so many times. God, I don't even. How many times? Twenty. I mean, it's twenty-two. You, twenty-two.
1: Twenty-two. 22 straight. Mark. Yeah.
0: Go back to your first couple times now here. Have you evolved on how to go into a tournament now as a big dog, as a big favorite?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, I I think we're going on, you know, knock on whatever you got here, that we went five straight, getting to at least a sweet 16, at least. Right. So not flaming out. So, um, you know, we set our sights on playing till the end, but we're also realistic to know, hey, we got to be great the first night out because anything can happen. Um,
0: you get everybody's best punch now. Yeah. You get everybody's best yeah. punch.
1: You know, what's interesting about this, and only you you could relate to this, is almost from day one this year, uh, you know, we had a great game against Kansas, the first game of the year, one of the first games of college basketball. And from that point on, it's been like, oh, national championship or bust. And and i You know, I listen to your show a lot and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, look, we've been really good. We have been. I mean, we've. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four or five, four number one seeds or coming up on five. But national championship or or bus is something that Bill Belichick, Tom Brady and LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the three guys that I can think of that merit that kind of because their greatness just happens everywhere, you know. And over and over again, and they've done it. And I'm like, we've never even done it before. I mean, we were a play or two away from winning it in 2017. But I just like, wow, how do we back ourselves into this corner here? You know? (laughs) uh, So I've been trying to just have fun all, all and but we talk about it openly. Like, yeah, I mean, it's up on the board when the last game of the year is, and and that's what we're aspiring to, but I, you know, I think we're going to do our best to just be in total attack mode and not, not – I mean, I, I know this. when I, I just got done watching Baylor in West Virginia, and I, I've been watching Michigan. And, look, I mean, there's a lot of favorites out there. I mean, I, I yeah. watch a lot of basketball. And those, those – just those teams, Illinois is terrific. Villanova is terrific. Uh, I mean, like really, really good. So I, I don't know how anybody would be the prohibitive favorite. <laughs>
0: So here I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to be vulnerable. When's the last time Mark Few coached a game, and you walked back to the locker room and you thought, "Damn it, I was out coached tonight. I did. I I got out coached."
1: Oh wow! Uh, the other night against uh, Santa Clara, Herb <laughs> did a good job and came in here and and I mean I was very open. He, they played harder than us, played smarter, executed better than us. Um. Yeah. I remember thinking like, huh, you know, we did, we survived. We, you know, my guys got through cause we're better players, but, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you know, Colin, I don't I'm, I'm similar to you. I think, I mean, I, it's never about me. You know what I mean? I just try to get these guys in the right spots and, and do the right things. And then it's not about, I don't look at my wins or lot career or any of that crap. I'm just like a coaching's a, can be a miserable profession. You, Wins are release and, and losses are absolute just travesties <laughs> like you know, earthquakes emptying your entire, you know, home of everything and uh uh Yeah, and so and then you're oh my god, what's the next game? You know, so strange, strange You know,
0: Tarcanian Tarkanian told me a great story. This is a great Jerry Tarkanian story. He said, um so he got a job at UNLV and they gave him a radio show. So his contract, he got like five thousand a year to do the radio show, and he lost his second game at UNLV, and he was driving. He was going in to do his radio show, and they said no, they canceled it. He said, what do you mean? They, they had it in my contract. They said no, yeah, just nobody wanted to be on the radio show. You lost. He goes, I lost my radio show after a loss, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that, that's so college sports. Like, yes, you've probably lost mm-hmm. a game before, and then you have to go talk to the boosters the next day, and you're you're probably thinking to yourself. God, this is awful.
1: Yeah. That tail between your legs. I always say, thank God for my dogs. I got two German shepherds. They just love me and think I'm the greatest coach around. <laughs> Win, lose, draw, no matter when I get home. Heck, I get it from my own kids sometimes. Like, what happened, Dad? So
0: yeah. Do you do you when you um how often do you have to be, Mark, a mentor? Like I know that we talked about this personally, uh, and it's not a situation i'm going to bring up you can if you like you had you had a player that really struggled personally and and um, you really caught on to it fast that his life was much more valuable than basketball right and you haven't you haven't had a lot of those, but with all your years of being around kids and the pandemic has certainly added a dimension to this, can you sense? When a nineteen or twenty-year-old something's not right at home, something's not right in school. Can you see it and spot it now? Oh
1: yeah, very much. So we just got done with practice, and I could tell, you know, one of our guys, uh, he just he was having. There was something that happened, you know. I don't know if it could have been class, could have been off, you know, at home or something. But he was not. So I, I always make sure to grab him before and say, "Hey, listen." I'm here if you want to talk about something. I and, and I can tell you're not feeling great, so just let me know, you know where you're at with practice and all that. But yeah, they wear it on their sleeves, uh, right? For the most part, and and uh, I think as you get farther along in this profession, you you're so much more apt to just, you know, that this particular practice wasn't the most important thing in my life or his life, and right? You would have asked me my first two or three years, I'd be like, oh my God, how can you not be ready for practice? You know, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh so look, getting that thing solved or figured out or or whatever is 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 way, way, way more important. And uh you know, I think that just comes with experience and, and living a little bit.
0: You know, the name and likeness thing is coming to college sports, yep. and I've always been one of these people, like I'd rather embrace change than shake my fist on the lawn um name and likeness will it be harder for you is the transfer portal harder for you i know in football college football coaches have two signing dates now they're like i got no time off what are the let's talk transfer portal is it hard name and likeness is it a challenge
1: Uh, listen transfer portal uh, you know transfers have been happening forever I, i actually think that the key with this transfer portal will be just give us a date okay like you know, you're, you're, I coached you this year. We'll say, I, you can't, it's not right for you to take it all the way till August 10th and then decide to bail out. Right. right, and I think right. you got to give us a date and whether that's, listen, we're all feeling crummy at the end of a season or whatever you have a month after the season and then boom, you're either in or you're out, you know, or you don't get a free transfer. Then I think, I think that's more than fair to, to both parties. And, and look, when you're in a team sport you're trying to build team, it's, I mean, I, you know, that's why the NBA has deadlines. Right. I mean, and and (laughs) you can't just roam for a minute, you know, wake up one day and be on another team the next it's just, and to compare us to like, well, any other student can just leave. I mean, that's just Pollyanna, you know, you gotta, there's a, there's a mix of, doing what's right and uh, for the student athlete, but also for, you know, competitive equity and things and trying to yeah. build leagues. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to how we kind of navigate our way through this stuff. I think with just simple rules like that, we'll be fine. The name and image likeness stuff is, is a monster because it's just, it, 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 it's hard to figure out where it's going to go and, and, and what the boundaries are going to be on it. And I think, in the back of all us coaches' minds is just that you know we're not thinking like the legislators are the legislators are you know thinking about hey, these guys have been denied all this and all that and uh but you have to make it so it doesn't turn into a recruiting thing where
0: that's you know, right <laughs> that's right
1: the, the local and the boosters and everything and and people who. Might have successful online you know, online businesses. You know, it's just it just got to be on the up and up. And hey, listen, I have Rui Hachimura, and I wish like heck he could have made money off his name, image, and likeness. He would have been huge, and is huge, uh, you know, over in Asia as well as here in the states. And I, I wish like heck he could have capitalized that in some way, shape, or form. But again, we just you just got to have some boundaries. And then, you know, I'm I'm all for kind of seeing where that goes too. I, I think we just it's just it's just a fine line, you know. You got to be a little give and take on this stuff until we can figure it out.
0: Mark Few, Zyga basketball coach, and my friend joining us. So I'm going to throw some rando questions at you, and I like these because I I'm fascinated with the recruiting. I love recruiting. I'm a dork. <laughs> so I don't know if you recruited Zion, but do you remember the first time you saw him, Zion Williamson? Because I yeah. I was one of my one of my rare moments, Mark, where I was right. And I used, to, I argued, I think with Gottlieb or somebody, I said, "Listen, the way the NBA is structured today, he initiates so much contact. He's gonna, he's gonna be Carl Malone. He's gonna be the free throw on his whole career. My only concern is can he shoot 75% from the line? And if he can, he's gonna average 29 a game because everything he does is into people. He just creates body conflict all the time. So I was a huge Zion fan." Do you remember the first time you saw him in your impressions? Cause many people said he wasn't as dominant young.
1: I, I, I do remember. And, and I would have been in that camp. I saw him and I thought, wow, here, first of all, just uh, mind boggling, the explosion uh, yeah. and, and, uh, off the floor for somebody that size. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a big kid or man or whatever he is uh, now. Um, and so I remember watching that and going, "Ooh, that's going to be interesting." You know, our team's just going to play off him, uh, which a lot of them did. But he's just one of those rare guys where it doesn't matter. I mean, then he just gets more steam coming at you. <laughs> <And it's actually laughs> exactly. A bad idea. And then uh, we had the, uh, uh, I don't know, pleasure slash, you know, torture of having to guard him in Maui that year. Uh, we played him in the Maui championship game. And I remember just live and in person and we have probably the best athlete we've ever had here and Brandon Clark. I mean, just amazingly quick off the floor and, uh, Rui, you know, he was a great athlete in his own right. And man, that was a heck of a college game watching those guys, uh, uh go at it. But I mean, I was just almost in awe of how quick and, and how explosive, uh, zion was but also i think the other thing that's underrated about him colin he's a really good basketball player like we were talking earlier about a feel for the game he's got a really good feel for the game he knows how to pass he knows he knows when to hit those creases uh he, i i i remember being really impressed with that like right in the middle of a, the duke gonzaga game in maui like eh, eh, you know this kid's athletic but man he knows how to play too uh so yeah, that was my first impression of him.
0: All right, another rando recruiting question because I am into this crap. I, you're just rolling your eyes at me now because this is the kind of stuff I would talk about on your boat. I was just I like, like, add,
1: we need to call you rando recruiter or something like that.
0: <laughs> this, this needs to be this. Who part is of the show. who is the best player? Now Michael Jordan was very good early, but he developed. Who was the best player early you've ever seen in recruiting?
1: Oh, let's see. Uh Huh. Man, I I uh I, I remember seeing Derrick Rose back when he was uh, you know, this well, Derrick Rose back before the knee injuries and all that was beyond fast and beyond uh mm-hmm. I mean, just you couldn't guard him, he, he, especially in the open floor. You 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 absolutely just could not guard him. And I remember for some reason watching him a lot uh, during that time. And I, I, there's been so many because you end up in all those gyms recruiting and you end up catching games here and there. Uh, that's what right. stood out to me. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex
0: dedicated card member entrance for the win unbelievable when you get travel perks with amex platinum you're part of the action that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com with amex hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward draft coverage. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, like all-time NCAA scoring leader Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and many of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round picks. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out the most popular trading card brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more. For those NFL draft fans get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards, right after they happen, Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Coward Draft coverage. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, and finally, my last recruiting question. I m- I remember talking to Jerry Tarkanian about Don McLean. Remember him? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And and I, and I said, Tark, he's not that athletic. He scores a lot, but I'm like, I don't know. Does he separate? And 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 Jerry said, Colin, he he ends up scoring 28, and you think he has 12? He is just points. And was there ever a player that you didn't quite get? And you looked up, nine years later, he's in the NBA. Have you ever missed, or not missed, but just thought, wow, I didn't see that?
1: Uh, I've missed terribly over the years. I mean, just. uh, Oh, come on. (laughs) Uh, First of all, that trait was what finally drove us to Adam Morrison, because it was the same thing watching Adam in high school. He was kind of quirky looking and ran differently. And uh, my assistant, Leon Rice, who's now the head coach at Boise, had sent me to watch him. And I called him at halftime, like, ah, you know, Leon, I don't know, man. This guy doesn't (laughs) even try on defense. He doesn't kind of shuffles around weird. And he's like, really? Well, how many does he have? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. He's got 10 or 15 or whatever. And then at that time, the guy, I was at the table watching the game. The guy hands me the stats. And I always remember this. I'm like, you know what, Leon? He's got thirty at half. I think I'll stay for the second <laughs> half. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, and you know who does that now? I'm always, I'm I'm always pushing and prodding and on my man uh, Drew Timmy. And then think the you know, uh, I'll look at the stat sheet at the end of the day, and he's you know ten for thirteen, and has I mean I think he has fourteen, and he's got twenty seven. So. Uh, some of those guys just have that gift, you know, I mean, the ball just goes in easy and because it goes in easy, you expect every one of them to go in. Right. And, and then you're like, well, why'd you miss that? And, and so it's just <laughs> unrealistic expectations. But uh, those two guys.
0: All right. So the tournament's about to start. Um well, you're going to win a lot of games, I'll tell you that. I don't mean to put any pressure on you, but it is. I always had this theory on the tournament. Tell me if this is a bunch of nonsense. Last it is thing. nonsense I always,
1: that emanates from the show on a somewhat, you know. Yeah. Regular base, not regular
0: base. I'm okay. I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with it. My <laughs> okay. nonsense, I'm fine with it. I own it. Yes. Yeah. So I always, I always thought in the tournament, you're going to struggle at some point. You've got to have something you're great at. There's got to be something in crisis that is your go-to. And that's going to get you through that bad half, a bad call, foul trouble. If I said today, Gonzaga, you really struggle for an eight-minute stretch in the second half, what is the go-to for you that you know you can get every game?
1: I would say our offense has been – crazy consistently good this year and in a variety it hasn't been well you know okay we'll take Drew Timmy away or 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 Corey Kispert has to shoot well or you know Jalen Suggs has to play great I mean I I have the supreme confidence in our offense I'll figure out a way you know for us to either get through a draw a small draw or uh, you know, maybe we're getting scored on in on a regular basis at the other end. And and, and so I would say that's probably, you know, what I have the most confidence in that will it'll kind of get us over that, you know, because we have really been playing good defense this year. But, you know, if we were to hit a low, we ran into somebody hot or couldn't stop somebody. I would hope our offense would kind of carry us over that. You
0: know. Can't. All right, so gonna gonna go home tonight with that beautiful view. Gonna have a, uh, you know, Tom Brady doesn't have a beer in season. Do you ever have a beer during the season?
1: I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. There's a certain um, place
1: in Manhattan Beach that probably has this on. <laughs>
0: it's great seeing you say hi to your lovely wife and your fam you know i love you and i'm rooting for you and we'll talk soon thanks for doing this man
1: oh you got it i hope you're all healthy and good and man you had us all scared there so uh best of health and best of luck all
0: right thanks mark
1: yeah see you buddy
0: hope you enjoyed mark few my buddy as much as i did he's just a riot and he's so funny in person knocking down beers on his boat in, uh, in and around Spokane and Idaho, there is nothing better. Remember, remember to follow us on social media at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Rate, review, and hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to our podcast. Thanks so much for supporting us. We're a small company. We're a new company. We've got amazing people. And, I mean, the support is really meaningful. And I just love working with our crew here at The Volume. And you have yourself a great uh, day. let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.